Welcome to Texans All Access. We are brought to you in part by Daikin. Hey, Texans fans, get a home field advantage this summer with Daikin Air Intelligence Tips you can use to beat the heat in your home. Learn how to lower your energy costs, reclaim your outdoor space, and breathe easier by improving your indoor air quality. It's all part of Daikin's Air Intelligence, and you can learn all about it by visiting daikinloveshouston.com. As one of Houston's largest employers, Daikin is doing big things for your fellow Texans. Check out their outstanding limited warranties and financing options at your local dealer today. Now back to the show. Here's the snap. Looking. Flips the ball. Diving for the pylon. And he's got it. Razzle dazzle. Touchdown, Houston. And the Texans go in front. Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it, and they do. Now, it's Texans All Access. Welcome, everybody, to a Monday edition of Texans All Access. I'm your host, John Harris, football analyst and sideline reporter for your Houston Texans. And just like last week, we're going to hear on this show from John McClain and also Andre Ware later in the show. But we're going to kick off the show as we do, looking at what happened throughout the league yesterday and, of course, on Thursday night. And that's where we're going to start, in Duval County, where the Miami Dolphins 0-2 head in to take on the hot Jacksonville Jaguars at 1-1. Well, either way, Ryan Fitzpatrick had himself a night. He was... 18 of 20, 90% for 160 yards, was sacked once, but had two touchdowns, no picks, and that was big. But he got a big play from Jakeem Grant early in the game that set up a second Dolphins touchdown. Here's a little toss to Grant, and Jakeem Grant with a cutback inside the 10 to the 5. The Dolphins would go on to win 31-13, leaving both teams 1-2 and two on the season. One of the big games of the day, down in the ATL, where the Bears arrived to take on the Falcons. The Falcons got off to a great start. And by great, I mean a Calvin Ridley-like start. Ridley, fantastic. Five catches for 110 yards, and this was a big chunk of them. Falcons start from their 36 following the missed field goal off the fake to Gurley. Ryan going deep for Ridley. He makes the catch inside the 10 to 5 and then forced out of bounds. The Falcons seemingly weren't messing around on this day. A little while later, Brian Hill, backup running back, who I loved coming out of Wyoming, turned it into a 16-3 Falcons lead. First down and more for Hill. And he will take it all the way. For a Falcons touchdown. Things look bleak for the Bears, so they turned to Nick Foles. And it got more bleak. Early. Robinson split out wide to the right. Third down and six. As Foles looks for Robinson. He goes up in the end zone. And coming up with the ball is Denard of the Falcons. But Foles would quickly turn things around. He hit Jimmy Graham to cut it to a 10-point lead. He then found Allen Robinson from 37 yards out to get them within three. And then the coup de grace to put the Falcons to sleep again. Oh, another blown lead. Foles to Anthony Miller. Third down and eight with the Bears already in field goal range. The pass is caught in the end zone for a touchdown by Anthony Miller. Foles would finish the day 16 at 29 for 188 yards. That interception you heard by Darquez Denard, but three touchdowns in the fourth quarter to bring them all the way back. The Bears are 3-0, and and the Falcons just can't buy a break. My goodness. The battle in Orchard Park yesterday as the Rams took on the Bills. It ended up being a high-scoring affair, and Josh Allen was making plays early. Facing a third down, turned it over, and the Bills take over now as Josh Allen rolls out, throws deep, and wide open is Gabriel Davis to the sideline. They're ruling it a catch. Man, I was a huge Gabriel Davis fan coming out of UCF. 
And he was doing work on the day. I know he has a lot of people in Buffalo really, really impressed. He would finish the day four catches for 81 yards. But the straw that stirs this drink is Devin Singletary. Here he is getting loose on the right. Passes to Singletary. Another move by Singletary. Down the sideline he goes. Inside the 20 of the Rams. Man, he's shifty. Allen, Davis, and Singletary stoked the Bills to a lead, but the Rams would fight back. And they got some help from their defense. And you know that means number 99. Pressure is picked up up the middle. Allen is going to get thrown down in midfield. It looks like the ball may have come out. Aaron Donald got to him, and the Rams have a takeaway. The Rams would eventually take the lead, but Josh Allen would get the ball back late in the game with one final charge for the end zone. And he did this. Wait, 20! For the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo! Tyler Croft! The Bills have the lead with 15 seconds left. Tyler Croft, the game winner. Four catches, 24 yards, but two touchdowns, including the game winner, Josh Allen, though, the star. 24 of 33 for 311 yards, four touchdowns. Did have an interception, and he had a rushing touchdown in addition. Josh Allen getting it done up in Buffalo. The Bills are 3-0. The Rams fall to 2-1. Also 2-1 and and over 500 for the first time since 2014, the Cleveland Browns. And they would have the defense to thank against the Washington football team. David Haskins in trouble. That's a strip. Ball is out, and it's recovered by Miles Garrett. The strip sack, the turnover again. Garrett would finish with two sacks for that Browns defense, and the Browns would finish strong with 17 points in the fourth quarter after trailing 20-17 and win this one 34-20. Kevin Stefanski's got the Browns at 2-1. and one. Now, one of the most exciting games of the day took place up in Minnesota as the Titans, undefeated, took on the defeated 0-2 Vikings, and this one Oh boy, it had a little bit of everything. And it started for the Titans with Ryan Tannehill to his deep threat, Khalif Raymond. With the sunshine peeking through the windows at U.S. Bank Stadium, Tannehill taking a deep shot for Khalif Raymond, and he's got it! Tannehill and Raymond connected three times for 118 yards. And you may hear another connection in a minute. But the Vikings offense came to play as well, including Dalvin Cook. Cook is back in there and takes the handoff from Cousins. Nice running by Cook. There he goes inside the 20, and he is gone. Touchdown. Have yourself a day, D.C. 181 yards on 22 carries and one touchdown. That you heard right there, the 39-yarder. He also had two catches for 18 yards. Dalvin Cook getting paid. And, well, you realize why. Another guy that's going to get paid very, very soon is first-round pick rookie Justin Jefferson. Cousins taking a deep shot for Jefferson. Great adjustment and the catch. What a play by Justin Jefferson. Oh, he was far from finished on this day. Play fake. Cousins taking a deep shot. Jefferson's got separation, and he's got the catch inside the 40. Jefferson still going. See you later. Justin Jefferson, have a day. There was the 71-yarder from Justin Jefferson. The fireworks in the background, and that's what this game was. It was 24-12 to at that point. However, the Titans would fight back. They would get some help. From that Tannehill to Khalif Raymond connection. Play fake. Tannehill looking deep. He's got a man down there. It's caught by Raymond inside the five. The Titans would fight back even further and cut it to a two-point game, 30-28. to And with a minute 44 left, put the game on the foot of Steven Goskowski. And Goskowski would bring it home. Six for six on the day, and it is good! 
Steven Gaskowski a career high with his sixth made field goal. The Titans needed every single one of those two as they win 31-30. Titans go to 3-0. The Vikings fall to 0-3. And the Texans' next opponent is the Minnesota Vikings. Down the road, the Texans will take on the New England Patriots. Coming off a Sunday night loss to Seattle, the Patriots took on the Raiders in Foxborough. And they got that running game cranked up early. Fake the handoff to Edelman. Looking over at Burkhead. Open space. Nice move. And he's up and over for the touchdown. On this day, it was all about the running game. The Patriots had 38 carries for 250 yards. The bell cow, Sony Michelle. Michelle again kicking it in gear. Here he goes inside the 30. And finally slowed down inside the 15. Patriots would win this one 36 to 20. Both teams finishing three games at two and one. In the Meadowlands, the 49ers were looking to do it for a second straight week. Last week, the Jets. This week, the Giants, but it would be Nick Mullins to start, and he got some help early from Jarek McKinnon. Mullins, three-man rush, still pressure, but throws. He's got a man wide open, and it's caught inside the 10 by McKinnon. It was a bad day for Joe Judge and the Giants as the 49ers win this one 36-9 without Garoppolo, without many starters. The 49ers, Nick Mullins, goes 25 of 36 for 343 yards and a touch. Jarek McKinnon ends up with three catches for 39 yards, rushes for 38. Glad to see him back in the rookie. Brandon Ayuk, five catches, 70 yards. 49ers win both and take New Jersey. They sweep the Jets and the Giants in back-to-back weeks. Speaking of a non-sweep, the Eagles and Bengals played to a tie. 23 to 23 tie. And the rule on this show is if you tie, you get no highlights. So let's jump ahead to the Chargers and the Panthers. And Matt Rule's defense would make a stand against rookie Justin Herbert early in this one. Herbert throwing. Intercepted at the 25-yard line. This is Dante Jackson. And Jackson up the side to the 20, to the 10. And knocked down at about the 7-yard line. Dante Jackson with the big pick of rookie Justin Herbert. And Ted, and then Teddy Bridgewater and company would do the dirty work with no Christian McCaffrey. A lot of the weapons out of this one. Teddy Bridgewater would find his guy, DJ Moore, in a big game in the second half. Bridgewater going to go deep down this sideline. It is caught at about the 35 and forward to the 30. That is DJ Moore in a perfect pass from Teddy Bridgewater. Congratulations to Matt Rule, new head coach of the Carolina Panthers, getting his first NFL win without Christian McCaffrey and doing it as a defensive head coach holding the Chargers to 16 points on the day. Panthers win 21 to 16. All right, Jets and Colts. The Jets are not very good people. One of the big reasons why, a lot of pick sixes. As in, here's the first one. Third and six. Here goes Darnold out. Picked off on the play. He may take it all the way. That's Xavier Rhodes on the way for a touchdown. A pick six thrown by Darnold. And if one wasn't good enough, here's the second one for the Colts. Darnold is 13-22. Good block by the right tackle. Intercepted on the play. T.J. Carey. He's got blockers. And he's got a touchdown. The second pick six thrown by Jets quarterback Sam Darnold. Predictably, Colts win 36-7. to Hats off to Phillip Rivers. He threw... One touchdown, that was his 400th in his career. He threw that touchdown to Mo Alley-Cox, three catches for 50 yards and really turning into a big threat in that offense. Colts get it done, 36-7. Colts now 2-1 and one a game behind the Titans in the AFC South. Yikes. All right, let's go out to Arizona where the Lions got a win over the Arizona Cardinals 
And they got some help early from AD all day, Adrian Peterson. Waiting. And a first down, and Adrian Peterson spinning his way into Cardinal territory. And Peterson, the leading rusher for the Lions with an impressive run. He would pick up 27 of his 75 yards right there. But they got a lot of help from the Lions defense. They pick off Kyler Murray three times on the day, including this one by the rookie, Jeff Okuda. Straight back. Dodges a defender as Murray. And the pass is going to be picked off. The third interception of the game for the Detroit Lions. And as Jeff Okuda still on his feet and knocked out of bounds around the 20-yard line. The Lions win 26-23. Arizona falls at 2-1. The Lions get their first win of the year and sit at 1-2. Speaking of 2-1, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went out to Denver. Well, they're not real familiar with things out in the Mile High City, but their quarterback is. Third down. Brady lofting it. Scotty Miller's the target. And Scotty Miller's got it inside the 30. Brady, 25 of 38 for nearly 300 yards and three touchdowns, 297 yards to be exact. He had himself a day in the Mile High City. The Bucks get a win. Third, excuse me, 28 to 10, shutting out the Broncos in three of the four quarters. This one, kind of a snoozer. Broncos fall to 0 and 3. The bruised up Broncos fall to 0 and 3. Sunday afternoon up in Seattle when the Cowboys arrive is always going to be special. And it was. The Seahawks jumped out to an early lead on the Cowboys. And they did it by the, with the help of Tyler Lockett. Oh, yeah. And that quarterback throwing the ball, Russell Wilson, him too. Wilson keeps, surveys, deep ball. Oh, there oh, it is. Oh. Wide open touchdown, Lockett. Wilson would dial up another deep shot, this time to DK Metcalf, who started to Cadillac it into the end zone, and it cost him. Second down and 11. Wilson gets protection, airs it out. Metcalf is there, and it's knocked out of the back of the end zone. Was he in? Play was made by the rookie Diggs as the officials get together. And it's a touchback. Very happy. The Cowboys would keep it close. And they would do it courtesy of a Dak Prescott to Michael Gallup. 43-yarder for a touchdown. It's second and eight. The line holds up. Gallup has got it for the touchdown. Touchdown, Dallas. And again, it's Flowers as Gallup scores from 43. The but in the end, it was just too much Russell Wilson, and DK Metcalf would make up for his earlier error. Just get it away before the play clock expires. Wilson looking for somewhere to go. This one is caught for the touchdown, Metcalf. On Sunday night, it was Packers v. Saints, Rodgers v. Breeze, and it really was. A lot of Rodgers. The Packers get a win and stay undefeated. His big weapon on the night, Alan Lazard. I did not stutter. Alan Lazard. I loved him coming out of Iowa State, and he was absolutely fantastic. How about the 72-yarder from Rodgers with maybe the best throw of the night? Third try, pulls the trigger. Third and ten, two incompletions. Shot down field. Lazard got to it. Getting it all the way home. Lazard inside the ten. Down to the three. Second home run shot. Beat P.J. Williams. It's a gain of 72. Funny here, Mike Tirico says, is he going to make it? Can he get all the way home? Yeah, that was the thought on Alan Lazard, but I guess he's fast enough. He catches everything in sight. Six catches, 146 yards. That's 72-yarder. A touchdown. Aaron Rodgers, 21-32 for 283 and three touchdowns. Packers get the win. I would say fairly convincingly, 
They had to keep it away from the Saints a little bit in the end. The Saints got one to make it a little bit closer than maybe the score indicated. 37-30. Saints are 1-2 while the Packers are 3-0 in the NFC. Wow. So there you go. That was your weekend in the NFL. We get back. We'll talk to our buddy Andre Ware next on Texans Access. Texans TV takes over Saturday nights. Catch Extra Points, followed by Texans 360, Saturday night at 1030 or after the late, late local news. This summer, hurry into Mattress Firm where you can save up to $500 when you get a king mattress for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases of $6.99 and save up to 50% on select mattresses from our top-rated brands like Beautyrest, Serta, Sealy, and more. Shop in-store, online, or by phone today. Hurry in, only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only and while supplies last. Some products only available online. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale. Love getting prices that are lower than low on backyard favorites like grill-ready hamburgers and fresh-picked strawberries? Then shop at Kroger. We give you more ways to save on the fresh you love with tools like the Kroger app, where you can find personalized coupons on top of weekly sales, plus rewards like fuel points, giving you prices that are lower than the everyday low. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Today tastes like game day at home. Like assigned couch seating. <laughs> Tastes like coffee table dining. And an ice cold Coke to cool down the heat. It tastes like the game you've waited for all week with friends you've known your whole life. <laughs> Today, tastes like watching football is supposed to. And it never tasted this good. Coca Cola. Together, tastes better. At Brookside Equipment Sales, equipment's our middle name. You owe it to yourself to visit Brookside Equipment. Brookside is your top dealer for everything John Deere. And we're blowing out the competition with hundreds off gators and thousands off tractors, all with great finance offers. Brookside, 45 years with the best deals and treating customers right. Nine locations and now in Conroe. BrooksideUSA.com. At Brookside Equipment Sales, we're tough enough to cut it. Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the thrill of the revving engine and pure adrenaline of flying down the highway to the confidence of knowing that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service. But Ari Snyder has one reason in particular. I have extremely large upper arms. They won't even fit into most shirts. Thankfully, biking really embraces vest culture, so I feel accepted. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Lots more to break down next on Texans Radio. For the fifth consecutive year, Whataburger and the Houston Texans are teaming up to raise money for the Houston Food Bank. From now until October 26th, any customer who donates a dollar while visiting Whataburger will receive a thank you coupon for a free Whataburger with purchase of a medium fry and 32-ounce drink. Make sure to stop by your hometown Whataburger today to donate and help the Houston Texans and Whataburger provide much-needed funds to support the nearly 1.1 million food-insecure people in the Houston community. Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! Modern modernization today has the products you need to modernize your workplace like Wi-Fi booster crystals. Let their metaphysical powers enhance connectivity and spiritually awaken your Internet of Things. At CDW, we get crystals won't modernize your network. You need Cisco Catalyst access points that are Wi-Fi 6 compatible and can help you improve reliability, increase capacity, and reduce latency. Cisco and IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash Cisco. Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. 
Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet. Texans have lost their first three games, and the division could quickly get out of reach. Tennessee's 3-0 now. Mm. Can Houston get their first W against the winless Vikings this weekend? we got to get our sights set on Minnesota. we got to get over the hump here somehow. Insider Access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. Play here. What are the experts predicting about this week's big game? Extra points, Saturday nights at 10.30 or after the late local news on ABC 13. Welcome back to our Monday edition of Texas All Access. I am John Harris, football analyst and silent reporter. And each and every Sunday I get to spend with Mark Vandermeer and our next guest, Andre Ware. We caught up with Dre and asked him all kinds of things from things that happened this weekend. And here you go. Your thoughts on the, the balance or the imbalance in the nature of things right now for the Houston Texans? Yeah, I think it's something, Mark, that we talked about right at the the top of the broadcast yesterday, and we made mention of it from a standpoint of teams that had continuity coming back, uh, teams that had chemistry coming back were going to be the teams that got out of the gate the fastest, and teams that changed a lot uh, were going to, you know, maybe struggle a little bit. So you got some new parts and new pieces on the defensive side of the ball, uh, in the specifically in the secondary, uh, and then on the offensive side, you've got a couple of new receivers that you're trying to break in, and a guy, Will Fuller, trying to step into that number one receiver role. Well, he played well, obviously, yesterday, and so did Randall Cobb. It was good to see him step up, but I think early in the season, you're going to get flashes of that, and then you're going to get some setbacks or a step back or two uh, against different types of schemes defensively. So it's, it's kind of to be expected it's expected when you meet a schedule like they faced the first three weeks of the season in Kansas City, who hadn't made any whole-scale changes. Baltimore haven't made any whole-scale changes, and neither has Pittsburgh. Dre, more frustrating. Lack of a run game, lack of being able to stop an opposing run game. Well, I think it's the lack of being able to stop an opposing run, uh, running game because that's just a, a demoralizing way to uh, to kind of get beat up. It's like you're in the corner in a boxing match and the guy's just, you know, hitting you to the body, to the head, and it, because everything comes off the running game. You can't move. You're just pinned in the corner taking it, and that's what it seems like at times throughout the season. Baltimore did it in the second half two weeks ago or a week ago, and then obviously in the second half yesterday, the Steelers were able to do it. And I'll tell you what, even more frustrating, Johnny, is that you can't stop it on the outside edges yep. of the tackles and not between the tackles. They were pretty much fine between the tackles or adequate. It's when James Conner is able to, to get the, uh, the end of the line of scrimmage and turn his shoulders north and south. That's frustrating. Uh, absolutely. Andre Ware joining us on Texans Monday. All right, let's look at the passing attack, Trey. What did you see yesterday, the good and the needs improvement areas? No, I thought I thought Deshaun did a nice job of spreading the football around. I think eight, eight different receivers may have caught a pass in yesterday's game. Um, it was nice to see Randall Cobb step up and, and make some plays. Will Fuller made plays. Kenny Stills, he made plays. And, and it wasn't just the tight ends. Uh, making plays in the passing game yesterday. I think Jordan Akins is going to be uh, – he's got the potential to be a really, really good player, uh, and he's well on his way. Um, but there, there needs to be that kind of consistency across the board all the time. Every once in a while there's a drop here and there that, that uh, should be caught. And, uh, you know, protection-wise as well, when you're talking the passing game, you're talking guys up front, a little too, uh, too soft on the right side. For my liking, especially when T.J. Watt was in the game, but we know what caliber player he is. They got to get some help over there. And at one time, they did have fails over there. He actually blocked him where T.J. came free on Deshaun and, and was able to sack him. But 
that's got to get shored up where you're not thinking about that from week to week. Dre, I think one of the things that a lot of people, you know, just listened to Sean and Seth this morning as they were talking about it, I know a lot of people kind of circled and said, hey, let's do this a little bit more. When the Steelers took the lead at 7, uh, 17, 14, no, 14, 13, they took the lead. I can't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but they take the lead, um, and then with one minute and 14 seconds left, five plays, 75 yards, and made it look really, really, really easy on that particular drive. And I know sometimes two-minute defenses can kind of get back on their heels a little bit. But on that drive, what did you see that made that drive work and be so effective to go down the field that fast to get the touchdown before the half in in less than a minute? And I think maybe using – I think they used all three of their timeouts masterfully. But – what did you see on that five-play, 75-yard drive right before the half to get the Texans back the lead? Yeah, uh, and it was arguably the best drive of the game. Actually, it was the last drive of the game that uh, they were able to get points on. It, it, there was a sense of urgency there. Hey, let's go down, take care of business, get back in this ballgame, or go back, let's go get the lead back. And I, I, I honestly think Deshaun works better when he is in kind of that type of mode rather than slowing down, calling out the mic. Sometimes you have to dictate what's going to happen in a game, and you take it to your opponent. And they've got enough on offense to be able to do that. You've got a guy now in his fourth year at quarterback. He knows the system. you got to trust him a little bit more. Let him go do his thing. And, and so I know offenses that struggle turn to that. Uh, at times in the first half, they turn to it. Obviously, in that situation, they go right down the field. That's what you want to have. You don't want to have to go 12, 13, 15 plays on a drive to score every time because it just brings in the likelihood that a mistake's going to be made along the way. He, uh, he, If you trust him like that in a two-minute drill situation and he goes down and produces, you got to go back and really analyze that and say, hey, we need to mix this in a little bit more than we're doing and let these guys play with a little more freedom. Trey, what do you think of Gary Kubiak, Dom Capers, and Bill O'Brien being in the building together on Sunday, which I was hoping would be a much happier occasion, but considering everybody is 0-3 going in, I think the pre-game photo op is not going to be as good as I thought, and with masks and everything. And I can't be a part of it, by the way. Whoops. Yeah, that would be a a nice thing to do. I would actually try to get get in on a picture like that, the three coaches that have coached Mm -hmm. in franchise history all in the building at the same time. It's kind of, when you mentioned it yesterday, I was just like, whoa, that, that's, kind of, that's kind of crazy. I don't know that that may happen anywhere else at any particular time, but uh, to see the three of them, uh, the other two have been just fantastic. Bill's been nice, been as, as well. And uh, to have them there to get a, a photo op, that would, be, that would be crazy. But I would, that's one I would sign up for. Trey, Minnesota comes in 0-3. Texans 0-3. They're going to be playing at home. They'll have some fans in the building. The Vikings have Dalvin Cook. They have Justin Jefferson, who arrived seemingly yesterday. Kirk Cousins has been a guy that has uh, taken his share of heat. When you have two 0-3 teams coming in like this together, I would think you know, mindset, confidence, probably both shaken, I would think, for both teams. What do you think is important for the Texans to be able to do in this one to make sure they walk out of there one and three and not zero and four. Well, it goes right back to the first question you asked me, and that's that's stopping the run. I mean, you yeah. get a guy like Dalvin Cook going the way he was he was going yesterday with 181 yards. I mean, that's almost insulting uh, to Tennessee's defense, but they found a way to get it done. And so, uh, if if you say, "Hey, he's going to go for 150, but we're going to win the game," you start, certainly sign up for that. But uh, that's where it is. And then pressure on, on Kirk Cousins. If you allow him to sit in the pocket, that's when his confidence will grow and he turns into, you know, super Kirk. But if you continue to pressure him, he'll look at times like he did yesterday where he finished the game with a 44.1 quarterback rating or so uh, QB rating. So it's, it's, it's one of those things that you've got to get some pressure. Uh, how they get it, I'm not sure if it has to come from – the secondary players, you know, blitz and safeties or corner blitzes, however you get there, you need to disrupt him because he's a guy that can get hot. He's got receivers. He's got, you know, basically his big three and Cook and Justin Jefferson and Kyle Rudolph. 
So that's that's another tight end coming in that that is a receiving threat that could really really uh, put some pressure on your defense. Week four of the season is way too early for me to start feeling nauseous. This usually doesn't happen until later on in the campaign. Okay, Dre, I wanted to ask you this one. More impressive what Brady is doing in Tampa or what Cam is doing in New England. And let me set it up this way. I mentioned earlier the Texans' lack of ability to run the ball. They have 100 teams. The next team is Tampa. They're not running the ball much either. 276 total yards on the ground through three games. So that means Brady's doing a lot well. So more impressive, Brady and Tampa are through three games. Uh, I think Brady and Tampa because it's it's new. Everything's new for uh, for him. And, I mean, you're playing with a new cast around you. When you've played with a group of guys for a long time, you know who's going to protect you where you need to protect yourself at times and, and so on. But uh, the way he's doing it, and he's got a, a ton of receivers that are a ton of skill position players that he can go to. And at any time, Mike Evans is going to break out. Um, they're going to get the running game going at some point with Fournette and Ronald Jones and, you know, that, that cast of crew. But yesterday, even in a, you know, a game against the Broncos, he goes for just under 300 yards and three touchdowns. So just when you think he's finished, he's starting to produce. I think the more weeks that uh, that he's there, he's going to get better because he'll, he'll get more cemented into the to what they're doing offensively and more comfortable. And, uh, it, and it's just one of those things. New team, new quarterbacks, obviously new situation for Brady. Um, it's taken some time, but it, yesterday it looked it looked pretty good. Trey, last night, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers go to New Orleans. No Devontae Adams. And Aaron Rodgers says, eh, don't care. He lights up the Saints. The Packers get it done yet again. Matt LaFleur, this, this offense that Matt LaFleur is running with Rodgers at the helm, I, I, there are a lot of people that I talked about it and said, look, if they can ever get on the same page, it could be scary. Uh, they seem to be on the same page, and that offense is just all firing in all cylinders. I don't know how much of it you had a chance to watch, but the Packers this year are doing it without Devontae Adams a lot of times. It's Al Lazard. Aaron Jones is stepping up. What are you seeing thus far with the Packers that make them this dominant offensively? Well, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's number 12. I mean, and now he's in the second year of this offense where they I think we went, what, 13-3 and three last year? Yep. And felt like, oh, we don't need to take a receiver. He doesn't need any help. We'll do it, you know, kind of build for the future in this year's draft. But he's still around. He's still dealing it at, at uh, the top of the game. He is just flat out fun to watch because he's throwing off off different levels, uh, body positions. The arm strength is, has, hasn't started to dwindle. It, it's fun. I think I watched every single down of that game. I can't tell you the last time I watched uh, every down of a Sunday night game. It's just, you know, by that time, I'm I'm a little drained. I may take a peek here and there. But when he's on the field, I just can't help myself but watch it because he makes it look so easy. And I know it's not that easy. But uh, he's the guy that makes it work. I thought he did a hell of a job of spreading the ball around against the, an aggressive Saints defense. And I think the Saints are in trouble. Let's say you're able to get Michael Thomas back. Uh, you guys heard me talk about this, how important one player can be to a unit. Well, he is that for the New Orleans Saints. Even though they made some plays and at times that you felt like, well, they're in this game, Aaron Rodgers just kind of playing uh, and having fun with it at times. You see him smiling on the field. But Michael Thomas is to the New Orleans offense uh, is in a manner of what T.J. Watt is to the Steelers' defense. Because when he wasn't off the field, when he was off the field, Texans were able to do exactly what they wanted to do. The minute he came back in the game, uh, everything changed. It seemed to change, and he created problems and uh, even uh, freeing other guys up when they started to double team him. It's just he's that, he means that much to Pittsburgh's defense. And I think Michael Thomas means that to the Saints. And if he's not back anytime soon, they may be in a, in a bunch of trouble. I think Dre hit that one out of the park. The Saints love having that one two combination of Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. Last night they had Kamara, but they really didn't have the balance without having Michael Thomas, and they really miss him. They have constructed that offense with those two pieces in it, 
and become dominant because of it, obviously, along with Drew Brees and protection up front. But the Packers, my goodness, how good were they last night offensively without Devontae Adams? Alan Lazard, just tremendous. Rodgers, my gosh, can he throw the football? Still, still, he'll throw the football. Holy smokes. Big thanks to Drake. Coming up next, John McClain joins us right here on Texans All Access. This is Whitney Merciless, and you're listening to Texans Radio. Don't touch that dial, or else. Ronnie Flatten, CTO and owner of CT Integrations, and this is our story. The business was great, and we were in a growth mode. When the pandemic hit, we had a lot of uncertainty, but with AMG's support, we were able to get through it. Being able to help somebody come out of a crisis is truly gratifying. 15 jobs saved with their families, and that impacts a whole lot of people. AMG Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, NA, member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. At Hyundai, the longer you look, the more there is to like. Hyundai vehicles offer a wide range of advanced tech and safety features and are backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit your Hyundai dealer today and take some time to look around. There really is a lot to like. Get 0% APR and make no payments for 90 days on the Sonata or get 2,000 total savings. Hurry in today to your nearest Houston Hyundai dealer for well-qualified buyers only. Offers end 11-220. Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details. What do you call a group of friends who spend every Sunday huddled around the TV for hours, wearing horns on their heads and blue and red paint on their faces, jumping with a Miller Lite in one hand and a hot barbecue short rib in the other, while proudly chanting, we are Texans. You call it Miller time in Houston. Here's to the Texans. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. BHP is a leading global resources company with mining and oil and gas interests worldwide. Our reputation is built on proven performance, helping provide the energy that keeps the world moving, cities growing, communities thriving. And we combine this innovative spirit with a commitment to develop more efficient ways to find these resources and more sustainable ways to use them today and in the years to come. The Texans supply the energy on the field. BHP helps supply the energy everywhere else. More Texans Radio is on the way. Okay, so maybe we're new to home improvement. But we're determined. So when it came to finding the perfect floor at the perfect price, our contractor gave us an insider tip. And whoa! At Floor & Decor, we shop the same incredible selection as real-life designers and contractors. And I appreciated the budget-friendly prices. Now, thanks to Floor & Decor, we're unstoppable. Oh yeah, we found where the pros go. Explore Floor & Decor in person or online at floorandecor.com. Texans have lost their first three games. And the division could quickly get out of reach. Tennessee's 3-0 now. Mm. Can Houston get their first W against the winless Vikings this weekend? we got to get our sights set on Minnesota. We've got to get over the hump here somehow. Insider Access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. Even now, while we're distancing, your body needs to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Our teams are ready with advanced technology and imaging to deliver custom treatment plans safely. And our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience where you can find games, news, and highlights all in one place right on your TV. Follow the teams you love across your favorite sports. You can even use the voice remote to access stats and scores. With the Xfinity Sports Zone, everybody wins. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. 
Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1. Stay connected with the Houston Texans and join the Stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories. Each month, Stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences, tickets, autographed team memorabilia, and more. Visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up. Make sure you follow the Texans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And take the Texans with you wherever you go with the Texans app and never miss an update. Don't miss a moment of your Houston Texans 365 days a year. Download the Houston Texans mobile app. On third and eight from the Steeler 28, Watson in the gun, pocket collapsing, throws downfield, got a man at the 10, the 5, touchdown, Randall Cobb. Cobb's first touchdown as a Texan, great to see that in the first half. One of the bright spots, Will Fuller as well, and 25 games played with Watson. That's all there have been. He's caught 15 touchdown passes. John McClain from the Houston Chronicle joins us now. General, oh boy, 0-3. And And were you saying you predicted 0-3 out of the gate Mm -hmm. that you knew this was going to be this tough? I did. I picked him 0-3. I thought it was uh, an easy call. Then I picked him to be 2-3, win the next two, and then Tennessee, and Green Bay, and those are key. I had no idea the Packers were going to be as dominant as they are, but I'm certainly not surprised at 03. Some things that have happened in these games that have surprised me, like the the total tale of two halves yesterday to be so good in the first half and so bad in the second. And, you know, who could figure to run defense? Here comes Minnesota after 226-yard performance, and it's one-point loss to Tennessee, including 181 by Dalvin Cook and Gary Kubiak's calling the plays, and you know he'll want to run the ball. Yeah, there's no question he's going to run the ball. General, when you did your predictions and, and put them at 0-3 and you thought about the, the where they would be at the end of the year, what I think you said they're ten, you said 10-6 and six at the end of the year. What does this team need to do to get to that point of 10-6 and six at the end of the year. Look, I know in the building, I think one at a time, but we on the radio can think about a lot of things all at once, in particular what this team can be. How do they get to 10-6 and six from 0-3 this year with this team? Well, truthfully, John, I did pick them 10-6, and six, and I, have, I had them uh, beating Minnesota, beating Jacksonville, losing to Tennessee, beating Green Bay. And then after the bye week, the schedule – it just is not nearly as tough as the first part of the schedule. I heard Pat Kerwin on NFL radio, longtime NFL executive on Friday or Saturday say that he thought the Texans first three games was the toughest schedule he'd ever seen. And when you think about it, Tennessee and Green Bay are both three and zero right now too. So I believe these first, those teams we just mentioned are 16 and five right now. But, you know, the Texans have got to play better. They've got to play more consistently. I'm not surprised they're 0-3, but I'm shocked they can't run the ball better. Been 8 to ninth in rushing the last two years. And then uh, I'm, I'm surprised that the – well, I'm surprised the offensive line hadn't played better run blocking and pass protection. I thought against the Steelers the first two sacks were Watson's fall for holding the ball too long. He's got to sometimes just throw it away, throw it incomplete, throw it at somebody's feet. Don't take that big loss, especially on first down. And um, But based on what we saw in the first half, if they could do it at Pittsburgh against the Steelers' defense in the first half, they should be able to do it for a game. John, what about the defense, uh, run defense up the middle? Okay, yesterday they made some stops for sure, but around the edges in the second half, Pittsburgh was delivering some crushing blows as they ran off tackle on either side. Your thoughts? Well, J.J. Watt said, he used, he said, it was easy. You know, you, J.J. looked like he'd been hit by a freight train after the game, as all players should, and and. After what happened to him against Baltimore, giving up 153 in the fourth quarter, then James Conner came back in this one, and Conner had, I think, uh, 65 yards 
in the fourth quarter by himself, including two explosive plays of 35 and 25 yards. And, and both is when he broke outside, didn't just blow through a hole up the middle. He bounced outside, and that's all about setting the edge and being disciplined. And they didn't, you know, in that first game against Kansas City, they missed a lot of tackles. And they've done better about tackling. They're just, they're just not in position. They're getting out of position, and they're getting steamrolled by uh, the blockers. But uh, that's the kind of thing they'll work on in practice all week about making sure the guys on the outside play their position and don't try to do something they're not supposed to do. Sometimes, you know, when you get desperate, people try to do too much. And when you try to do too much, you get caught out of position or somebody blocks you inside and you go, they, you let somebody go outside, you overextend, so to speak, and it backfires. General, how, so much, how, how much of the defensive issues that they're having – do you relate to the fact that the offense is going three and out as as many times as it did in the second half, such that there's a 41 to 17 play ratio, 41 plays for the Steelers in the second half, 17 for the Texans. How much of the defensive issues do you put on the offense, not being able to maintain the ball in the second half to give them a little bit of a respite? Well, when you have the ball for three minutes and 10 seconds in the fourth quarter, you're generally not going to do something. Pittsburgh had it for 11.50. The game was 36.51 to 23.09. And I think, man, if the Texans had had the ball more, no telling what T.J. Watt and that group would have done to to Watson and them. But three and outs, first two series of of the third quarter, three and out. And then it's interesting because last week they had two big mistakes. Fourth and one, they were stopped, touchdown Baltimore, interception, uh, was an interception, yeah. And uh, when Watson got hit, touchdown. This one, interception, touchdown. This was the in the he he uh, shouldn't have thrown into double coverage, but you can see Watson get frustrated. He wants to make plays. That uh, it'd be a lot better if you weren't facing second long, and they got to be better on first down. And I think running the running game, I'm not sure because it's the same linemen. It's the same players doing the blocking at tight end and the offensive line. So either, and I don't think it's David Johnson, but so something's happened. Either the defensive has discovered something and they're exploiting it or people are not doing their job as well as they did last season. But they've got to get the running game going and they better get it going fast. John, the Minnesota-Tennessee game yesterday, you brought it up, 226 rushing yards for the Vikings, and they lost. I mean, I don't even know how that happens, but it happens when you turn the ball over. Cousins with two picks, and there was a fumble in the game, and that spelled doom for them. But this is a really tough attack to stop in that way. And This Justin Jefferson had seven catches for 175 and a score. The rookie looks really good. Your thoughts on the Vikings coming in here and their mindset as well because 0-3 and 0-3 and and you know, Florio already called it the something's got to give bowl. Thanks a lot. But it's true. Something's got to give on Sunday. As Anthony Weaver likes to say, two hungry dogs, that's what they are. Both were in the playoffs last year. A lot of people picked the Vikings to dethrone the Packers because the Packers didn't get Aaron Rodgers any receivers. So their offense was just going to be mediocre. And how's that worked out? And, and of course, the Texans are always – the threat to win the AFC South. So one of them's got to win. It's good they're back home. I think it's good they're going to have some fans there. I do think fans make a difference, and and they're going to have to stop the run. To beat this Vikings team, there's no question. The Texans are going to have to stop the run, as John mentioned right there. There's, there's no other thing. That's it. Stop the run. Yeah, they'll hit some deep shots maybe, but they've got to take away Dalvin Cook. If they don't, they're cooked. Big thanks to John, to Dre, to Mark, to all of you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow, buddy. And as always, go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. 25 years. Huh, that's a quarter century. Or 300 months. Or 9,125 days. Or 175 years. Dear dog. Now, for something to be around that long, that's impressive. And that's what Chevron with Techron is. Impressive. 
because it delivers unbeatable cleaning power and unbeatable gas mileage. Plus, as always, Tecron is in every grade, every gallon. Chevron with Tecron, celebrating 25 years of clean. Care for your car. August, Houston Texans Star of Courage Award, presented by Apache, will be presented to AEMT Raven Hernandez. Hernandez is a single mother who decided to return to school to become a first responder. She works in a small town and is setting a great example that hard work and determination can get the job done. Currently, she is serving in her community as a COVID-19 tracer, helping manage all of the current cases in her county and doing an amazing job. The Houston Texans and Apache would like to congratulate her for being our August Star of Courage Award recipient. Hey, Houston, this is Keith here from Papa John's Pizza. And did you know that I am the number one Texans fan in the city? Well, probably one of many. But you know what? We've been a sponsor of the Houston Texans now for almost 20 years. The official pizza of the Houston Texans is Papa John's. And now when the Texans win, and they will, the very next day, order pizzas and you'll get half off. That's right, 50% off your pizza order the day after the Texans win. So come on, Texans, win a lot. Better ingredients, better pizza, the best football, Papa John's Houston. At Mustang Cat, we understand that the work never ends. As the Caterpillar dealer for Southeast Texas, we deliver the equipment, service, parts, and rentals you need to keep doing the work. For a limited time, Mustang Cat is offering 0% financing with no money down on all compact equipment. Learn more at MustangCat.com or call us at 888-MYCAT20. Mustang Cat, building Texas, powering the world. Whether in your neighborhood, through a park, or on a treadmill, join Houston Texans fans all over the nation as we virtually run together for our Running of the Bulls 5K presented by HEB or Toro's Kids 1K presented by Texas Children's Hospital. Run or walk your favorite course any day and any time between November 1st through 8th and get race swag like a 2020 t-shirt, medal, and more. All proceeds will be donated to help youth in Houston. Your race, your way. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com run. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. Crafted to be savored responsibly. This is Texans Radio. Hey, Texans fans, Drew Doherty here. Are you looking for a new home? First Community Credit Union has everything from purchase loans to construction loans, VA loans, and more. With our competitive rates, low to no closing costs, and rate match guarantee, FCCU can help you navigate home ownership. Discover your options at FCCU and get pre-approved today at FCCU.org forward slash home loans. First Community Credit Union is the official credit union of the Houston Texans. First Community Credit Union is an equal housing opportunity lender. Gear up with HEB curbside and delivery. From chips and dips to Prime One sliders and other game day must-haves, our personal shoppers will do the shopping for you so you can score all the delicious game day goodies you need without sidelining your schedule. To start shopping, go to HEB.com and choose if you want to pick up curbside at a nearby store or get it delivered straight to your door. It's that easy. HEB. No store does more to save you time. Fun and adventure at three great parks all year long. Downtown Aquarium, Kima Boardwalk, and Galveston Island Pleasure Pier offer thrill rides, games, food, and fun for everyone. Whether you're experiencing the thrills on our roller coasters, taking a journey through exhibits, dining at waterfront restaurants, or soaking up the sun at weekend festivals, there's something for everyone. So come have fun at the Downtown Aquarium, Kima Boardwalk, and Galveston Island Pleasure Pier. Adventure destinations the whole family will love. Buy weekend adventure passes and tickets online now. Here at Academy Sports and Outdoors, we want everyone to stay safe while doing more of what they love. So whether you're planning a fishing trip, heading out for a run, prepping your lease, or playing sports in the backyard, we have all the gear you need to enjoy more sports and outdoors, all at prices you'll love. And with curbside pickup available, it's never been easier to shop all our brands in-store and online at academy.com. Because whatever you love doing, we're here to help you have more fun out there. Another hot day in Houston as this game gets underway. Here's the kickoff. Caught by Dykin. 
They're really stepping it up for Houston, Jim. Like all that financial assistance they gave for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Yeah, Steve, they gained a lot of yardage on that one. Here's the snap. Oh, and look at that donation to Habitat for Humanity. Did you see all those AC units they provided for low-income housing? These guys would be on fire if they weren't so cool. Dyken is definitely Houston's biggest fan. They're taking this Houston team right into the comfort zone. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with the 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique bowl week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. 